Welcome to episode 27 of the Dose of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Huber. Thanks for taking time to listen to this show and for sharing this podcast with those you know who are facing cancer. March was Multiple Myeloma Awareness Month. And with my first week off in six months last month, I didn't get to do a special episode for it. So I do that today in the better late than never mindset. And first, in last week's episode, I called for your non-medical cancer questions. As an example of what you could ask me, I recently heard from a friend who was asking me for someone they know. This person had heard from their doctor they needed something, but the insurance company wasn't wanting to cover it. As your guide to cancer, I immediately thought of resources I know of from researching my Cancer with Joy book that I could share with them. This saved them both their time and their precious energy. I shared with them the Patient Advocate Foundation, which I'll also post on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page this week. Their website, as it reads as of this recording, says they are a national 501c3 nonprofit charity that provides direct services to patients with chronic life-threatening, and debilitating diseases to help access care and treatment recommended by their doctor. This is exactly what my friend was asking me about for her friend. I also was able to connect her to a very specific page on healthcare.gov that I'll share on the podcast Facebook page. This page, again, as of this recording, says if your health insurer refuses to pay a claim or ends your coverage, you have the right to appeal the decision and have it reviewed by a third party. You can ask that your insurance company reconsider its decision. Insurers have to tell you why they've denied your claim or ended your coverage, and they have to let you know how you can dispute their decisions. Regarding your right to appeal, there are two ways to appeal a health plan decision. Internal appeal. If your claim is denied or your health insurance coverage canceled, you have the right to an internal appeal. You may ask your insurance company to conduct a full and fair review of its decision. If the case is urgent, your insurance company must speed up this process. External review. 
You have the right to take your appeal to an independent third party for review. This is called an external review. External review means that the insurance company no longer gets the final say over whether to pay a claim. Can you say you knew that before? That's the value of having someone who's been there to guide you to helpful resources that may end up being life-saving for you or your loved one. Now, on to multiple myeloma. According to Cancer.net, myeloma is a blood cancer of cells found in the bone marrow, specifically the so-called plasma cells. The bone marrow is the spongy tissue inside your bones that normally creates the different parts of your blood. Plasma cells are a key part of the body's immune system. They produce antibodies that help the body fight infection. Myeloma begins when healthy plasma cells change and grow out of control. This may result in multiple bone lesions that increase the risk of bone fractures. That is where the phrase multiple myeloma comes from. This year, an estimated 34,470 adults, 19,100 men, and 15,370 women in the United States will be diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Myeloma is less common than other types of blood-related cancers, such as leukemia and lymphoma. Worldwide, an estimated 176,404 people were diagnosed with multiple myeloma in 2020. Here's some of the factors that can raise a person's risk of developing myeloma. Age. Myeloma occurs most commonly in people over 60. The average age at diagnosis is 70, and only 2% of cases occur in people under 40. Race. Myeloma occurs twice as frequently in black people than in white people. The reasons why are unclear, although the disease appears to also be more common in the Middle East, North Africa, and the Mediterranean. Gender. Myeloma is slightly more common in men. People with multiple myeloma may experience a number of different symptoms and signs. A symptom is something that only the person experiencing it can identify and describe, such as fatigue, nausea, or pain. A sign is something that other people can identify and measure, such as a fever, rash, or an elevated pulse. Together, signs and symptoms can help describe a medical problem.
Sometimes people with multiple myeloma do not have any of the signs and symptoms. For people with myeloma who have no symptoms, their cancer may be discovered by a blood or urine test that is performed for a different reason, such as for an annual physical exam. Or the cause of a symptom or sign may be a medical condition that is not cancer. Here's a few of the signs and symptoms to be aware of. Anemia is a low level of red blood cells. This happens when myeloma plasma cells suppress or crowd out healthy red blood cells. Fatigue is usually caused by anemia or other factors associated with myeloma. It occurs in most people with myeloma. Bone pain is a common symptom. Myeloma cells grow in the bone marrow and cortical bone, causing local bone damage or generalized thinning of the bone, which is called osteoporosis. This makes the bone more likely to break. The back or ribs are the most common sites of bone pain, but any bone can be affected. The pain is usually worse when someone moves and at night. If cancer is in the spine, the vertebrae, the individual bones that make up the spine, can collapse, which is known as a compression fracture. In advanced multiple myeloma, a person may lose inches from their height due to compressed vertebrae over the course of their illness. Fever and infections, especially of the upper respiratory tract and lungs, may arise as a result of the lower immunity that people with myeloma have. This makes it harder to fight infection. Blood clots, nosebleeds, bleeding gums, bruising, cloudy vision caused by hyperviscosity, which is thickened blood, and low platelets are other symptoms of multiple myeloma. If you are concerned about any changes you experience, please talk with your healthcare team. The healthcare team may ask how long and how often you have been experiencing the symptoms, in addition to other questions. This is to help find out the cause of the problem, called a diagnosis. Here's a few of the tests that may be used to diagnose multiple myeloma, according to Cancer.net. Blood and urine tests. Blood and urine tests play a key role in diagnosing myeloma. M-protein. Myeloma cells often secrete the antibody monoclonal immunoglobulin known as M-protein. M-protein levels in a patient's blood and urine are used to determine the extent of the disease, as well as to monitor how well treatment is working and whether the disease is progressing or coming back. Immunoglobulin 
immunoglobulin levels are measured to help check the amount of antibody levels in the blood. These antibodies are immunoglobulin G, IgG, immunoglobulin A, IgA, and immunoglobulin M, IgM. In multiple myeloma, when the cancer protein level is up, the normal antibody levels are down. These test results are important for determining the stage of the myeloma. Blood tests are also used to measure kidney function, calcium levels, and blood cell counts for possible anemia and other low blood counts. X-ray. An X-ray is a way to create a picture of the structures inside of your body using a small amount of radiation. X-rays taken as part of the doctor's evaluation of the patient's skeletal system are typically the first step in evaluating bones when myeloma is suspected or diagnosed. An X-ray skeletal survey may not find myeloma as early as these more advanced tests. Magnetic resonance imaging, MRI. An MRI uses magnetic fields, not X-rays, to produce detailed images of the body. An MRI can show if normal bone marrow has been replaced by myeloma cells or by a plasma cytoma, especially in the skull, spine, and pelvis. A plasma cytoma is a plasma cell tumor growing in bone or soft tissue. The detailed images may also show compression fractures of the spine or a tumor pressing on nerve roots. MRI can also be used to measure a tumor's size. Computed tomography, CT or CAT, C-A-T, scan. A CT scan creates a detailed cross-sectional view that shows any abnormalities or tumors in soft tissues. A computer then combines these pictures into a three-dimensional image of the inside of the body. It is important to note that the intravenous contrast dye often used for CT scans for other types of cancer is specifically avoided in people with multiple myeloma. Tell the radiologist or the radiology technician about your diagnosis before receiving dye injection into your vein because this can cause kidney damage in people with myeloma. Positron emission tomography, PET, or PET CT scan. A PET PET scan is usually combined with a CT scan, called the PET-CT scan. But you may hear your doctor refer to this procedure just as a PET scan. A PET scan is a way to create pictures of organs and tissues inside the body. 
a small amount of a radioactive sugar substance is injected into the patient's body. This sugar substance is taken up by cells that use the most energy. Because cancer tends to use energy actively, it absorbs more of the radioactive substance. However, the amount of radiation in the substance is too low to be harmful. A scanner then detects this substance to produce images of the inside of the body. Bone marrow aspiration and biopsy. These two procedures are similar and often done at the same time to examine the bone marrow. Bone marrow has both a solid and a liquid part. A bone marrow aspiration removes a sample of the fluid with a needle. A bone marrow biopsy is the removal of a small amount of solid tissue using a needle. This is important for making a diagnosis of myeloma. A pathologist then analyzes the sample or samples. A pathologist is a doctor who specializes in interpreting laboratory tests and evaluating cells, tissues, and organs to diagnose disease. A common site for a bone marrow aspiration and biopsy is the pelvic bone, which is located in the lower back by the hip. The skin in that area is numbed with medication beforehand. This medication is called anesthesia. Other types of anesthesia may also be used to block the awareness of pain. While I had lymphoma and not multiple myeloma, part of my diagnosis testing included a bone marrow aspiration, so I have personal knowledge of what those are like. I had another one to confirm my cancer was in remission. People with early-stage myeloma and no symptoms called smoldering multiple myeloma, or SMM, may simply be closely monitored by the doctor through checkups. This approach is called active surveillance or watchful waiting. As noted previously, If there is evidence of bone thinning or osteoporosis, periodic infusions to reverse this process may be recommended. There are also clinical protocols or processes used to evaluate whether using medications called targeted therapy or immunotherapy can prevent or delay myeloma from developing into a disease that requires treatment. If symptoms appear, then active treatment starts. Up next, treatment for people with symptomatic myeloma includes both treatment to control the disease as well as supportive care to improve quality of life, such as by relieving symptoms and maintaining good nutrition. 
disease-directed treatment typically includes therapy using medications, such as targeted therapy and or chemotherapy, with or without steroids. Bone marrow stem cell transplantation may be an option. Other types of treatments, such as radiation therapy and surgery, are used in specific circumstances. The treatment plan includes different phases. Induction therapy for rapid control of cancer and to help relieve symptoms. Consolidation with more chemotherapy or a bone marrow stem cell transplant and maintenance therapy over a prolonged period to prevent cancer recurrence. Therapies using medication. Treatments using medication are used to destroy cancer cells. Medication may be given through the bloodstream to reach cancer cells throughout the body. When a drug is given this way, it is called systemic therapy. Medication may also be given locally, which is when the medication is applied directly to the cancer or kept in a single part of the body. The types of medications used for multiple myeloma include chemotherapy, targeted therapy, immunomodulatory drugs, steroids, bone-modifying drugs, and immunotherapy. The International Myeloma Foundation has a great website I want to direct you to as your guide to cancer. It's at myeloma.org, and that's simply M-Y-E-L-O-M-A dot or period org, O-R-G. On their homepage, you can choose who you are, from patient to caregiver, even healthcare professional or researcher, and they will offer different resources you can click on based on your specific situation. They also offer an information line, and here are those numbers for you. In the United States and Canada, the numbers 800-452-CURE, C-U-R-E, or 1-800-452-8873. Worldwide, the number they list is 1-818-487-487. 7455. Again, that number for worldwide is 1 818 487 7455. With that, I wrap up today's episode of Dose of Joy. Remember, you can email the show at doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com. That's D-O-S-E-O-F-J-O-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T 
at or the at symbol hotmail.com, H-O-T-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. I encourage you to email if you have a non-medical question about facing cancer, like the example I gave at the start of the show. While I won't be able to respond to all due to the volume of questions received, I may be able to answer your question in the next show. Also like the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page to plug into the regular post where specific links to resources highlighted in the show are shared. Until next time, I leave you with my heartfelt wish for a joy-filled life. I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna cry.